Hello out there, and welcome to the Kitchen's Startup Podcast, the podcast that inspires you to build the startup of your dreams. My name is Sina, and I am the promotion lead at The Kitchen. The Kitchen is the biggest startup hub at Aarhus University. We help students and researchers who want to build a business. In this episode, we're talking to uh, Christian. You might know Christian from uh, Guest, which he sold together with his co-founder Anders to Airbnb. Now he is the man behind a new startup called Landfolk. But in this episode, it's all about leadership in a digital startup. Hey, Christian. Usually, we would always uh, like give our uh, our speaker uh, an applause. So I'm just gonna like <laughs> welcome Christian uh, for this morning talk, and thank you very thank much you. Uh, for being here. Uh, just to, to keep uh, so that we're all on the same page, can you just give a, a, a short, if possible, um, description of your uh, your startup story? Sure. Yeah. Thanks, Sina, and uh, good morning, everyone. Great to be here at the kitchen. Uh, however, a bit sad to see yeah. how empty it is. Yes. Uh, I think it's uh, it's probably a bit more lively when uh, when things get back to normal. And oh, yes. uh, we look forward to that, all of us. But thanks for for inviting me and uh, look forward to the conversation. Uh, so I've I've been um, I've been an entrepreneur for yeah I think the better part of my my adult life and uh, for the last 15, 18 years. Uh, very much in the in the digital technological space, and uh, I started out building my own management consultancy, Seismonaut, or Seismonaut in Danish. And uh, when we peaked, we were around 25 consultants, uh, and we worked with both the private and public sector around digital transformation, basically. So we were part of the whole, you know, social media craze, and and uh, and then started, you know. Uh, trying to internalize all of these digital tools into different organizations and, and had a lot of fun doing that. Uh, but uh, as a consultant, you uh, you meet many opportunities. And uh, my partner in crime, Anders Monsen, and I, we we kind of saw a lot of opportunities. And some of them we, we kind of pursued and tried to see if we could uh, maybe build other businesses uh, with Seismonaut uh, as the backbone of what we did. And that turned into several things, and uh, it's, it's going to probably derail the conversation a bit if we go too much into those. Mm-hmm. But uh, we have a hotel chain in, in uh, Nigeria, uh, which is a very uh, interesting but very long story as well, <laughs> why, we, why we ventured into that uh, continent. Uh, and then uh, we also built a digital startup called uh, guest.com. Uh, uh, and uh, we also built the Internet Week Denmark uh, festival, actually, just a small, as, uh, just a small, like, as as part of what we uh, we ventured into. And uh, because we always felt that uh, the need of, of of gathering and exchanging ideas and knowledge and so on is is tremendously important for for uh, for entrepreneurs and and uh, and like-minded. So. So, sort of a lot of different things uh, we did uh, during the way, and all of it I think was built out of curiosity, basically, mm-hmm. and and an opportunity-driven mindset, and uh, and also maybe a slight interest in 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 making money when you sleep, uh, so to speak, <laughs> uh, which uh, is 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 probably the the best business model you can uh, you can find, right? So yeah. Uh, yeah. And let's just touch upon also the latest chapter that you've just uh, started to write with uh, Landfolk. Sure. Okay. Uh, so uh, what what happened, uh, you know, very very fast forward is that uh, Guest.com uh, was uh, acquired by Airbnb back in, in 2019, and uh, for the last uh, couple of years, uh, I've been the head of uh, Airbnb for work in Europe, Middle East, and Africa. But uh, after two years at Airbnb, uh, we kind of felt the 
the the the the urge to yeah. kind of uh, get back into the the startup groove and and uh, experiment with uh, new business models, technologies, uh, and and so on. So we gathered a team of uh, former uh, guest uh, employees and partners, and uh, and also some of the the good people we met at Airbnb, and uh, then. We set out for a new journey with uh, Landfolk, uh, which is a, a marketplace or a platform uh, or a community uh, for uh, both uh, summer house owners and guests. And uh, we're trying to build a kind of a pri- premium and high-end uh, platform for, for this specific vertical within the uh, sharing economy, you could say. Yeah. So, um, as you say, the dream was to make money while you sleep. But can we just have a definition of a digital startup and also perhaps where um, Landfolk ranks in that uh, sure. scale? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's def- I think that definitely two main notions coupled with, with uh, what a digital startup is. And I think it's, it's very much about uh, you know, scalability, first of all, and, uh, and that it's built for growth. I think those are two very... Uh, important traits uh, built into a startup that I would always look into also as an agent investor. And um, I think built for growth is, uh, is, is very much that you think about uh, how can this you know, scale more frictionless uh, from, from, from the very beginning. And that means thinking about automation, for instance. It means internationalization. It means uh, you know, externalizing your uh, procedures and structures and so on so that you keep thinking about other people are able to kind of you know, attach themselves to the company, get onboarded, and very rapidly you know, uh, be up to what it, it's all about and, and find the, the, the seat in the company and, and start producing and building further on top of what you have built, I think. So, so that's definitely two of those main traits, uh, scalability and, and, and build for growth. And of course, they're connected. Um, but then I think it's, it's also important maybe to distinguish between the different kind of startups you would see in the digital space. Yeah. And, and I think you can probably see a spectrum of, of, of companies going from you know, a pure digital startup, I would say, which is basically built around pure digital assets, yes. right? Yeah. So no physical assets. Uh, that would be a SaaS company, yeah. right? A fintech company, most mm-hmm. of them at least. Uh, yeah. It would be a gaming company uh, where all the assets are basically, you know, digital. Um, which means that that you only have to figure out all the processes and the building the platform and figuring out how you mm-hmm. how you you know make those transactions that you have on the platform and so on. Then you would probably have mid mid range. You probably have something like a uh, like what what we're building with Landfo, which is a marketplace, right? Yeah. Uh, the marketplace dynamics, which kind of connects supply and demand, and then uh, you basically automate and and build that trust into that uh, connection, that transaction between supply and demand. But you still are very dependent on some yeah. sort of physical asset. Yeah. Whether that could be a you know a, a camera, a bike, a car, a house, whatever yeah. it is, right? But you're very dependent on that third party that they also want to play along with you. Yes. Uh, so that would be the the the, mm-hmm. the, the next step of the, on that spectrum. And then the last spectrum, which is of of course still a digital startup in my opinion, but extremely dependent on physical assets, would be yes. e-commerce, for instance, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. Where you have a lot of you know, challenges of building that, you know, the manufacturing, the supply chain, logistics, packaging, storage, yes. storage yeah. uh, shipping, uh, all that stuff, which is, of course, another part of the hassle. But so, but each of these, you know, startups have, has their own uh, 
troubles and possibilities mm. and 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 the ways of of, of working with the, the business model, right? Yeah. And, and I, th I think they're all part of that digital startup bucket, so to speak. Uh, but uh, definitely different uh, approaches. Yeah. So uh, now we're going to go a bit into what is actually. Um, when we talked before, you said that. Um, that building a digital startup or leading a digital startup is a lot different than running, for instance, as you were running Seismon Out. Mm. Um, so as a leader going into a digital startup, what is what is basically different? Like um, uh, we we're talking about insecurities, you know, mm -hmm. like, like usually yeah. when you build a, a company, you will say, okay, uh, we're making money and we're spending this money. But that is not uh, always the case with the, with a digital startup, is it? No, I think that you know when you start out building a consultancy or maybe a, a small shop or, or mm. whatever, a kind of a more classic approach to, to doing business. I think everyone would be very, very focused on on, on your expenditures and the spent, yes. right? Yeah. Uh, and and you probably wouldn't spend any money that you didn't have, no. right? <laughs> so I think in in terms of building a startup with the with the the, the aim of, of of growing fast. You need to outspend your, you know, your income basically, mm. and and that means that your uh, your liquidity is always a, a, a problem, right? Yeah. Because yeah. you burn so much money, and that's another kind of mindset. Uh, because then energy, also sorry, then money is kind of like your energy, the the, the fuels you're you're running on, right? Yeah. And and that is a very different thing from from being a traditional company where you would scale much much lower, right? Much more yeah. organic scale. So you you run really 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 fast. Then you get another an assignment and you think, okay, let me you know employ one more yeah. person, right? Yeah. And then we run even faster, 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 and then employ another one, right? And then yeah. that's how you build a consultancy, basically, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, you don't get investments for a consultancy. No. Uh, and in that way, you have to kind of throw away that you know old school kind of wisdom around how to 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 make a, a profitable business because this is another game, right? Because yeah. you are you're trying to achieve something that is that is is uh, some kind of uh, you know uh, world ruling of of your category within a very short amount of time. And uh, I think that's probably one of the main things you need to uh, to change your your head around. And what does that require of like being the founder uh, and setting the the course for your employees? Yeah. Hmm. I, I think maybe that's a cliche, but I think courage probably is one yeah. of them. Yeah. That, that, yeah. Or maybe just plain stupidness. I don't know. It's it's a very it's a very very fine line and, yeah. uh, between those two, uh, and 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 just basically. Uh, Believe that that you are able to to achieve this and and uh, and, and work uh, work your way through it. I think it's uh, it's one one part of it, but of course I think that, I mean your employees are always your biggest asset. Of course, no yeah. matter the the business model. I think and and uh, and it's just maybe slightly different with a, a digital startup because you have to really achieve a lot of stuff with with very few people. Yeah. So you also have to look at people who are very adaptable and 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 flexible, also in terms of competencies, that they actually have this very broad, uh, you know, competence set. Mm. And and I think I think I, the the design consultancy IDEO talks about T-shaped people. T-shaped. T-shaped. Okay. So basically yeah. a T, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think which I will always used because you you would like to have employees that have this very kind of broad, you know. Uh, range of of uh, interests okay, and yeah. and and skills and so yeah. on, 
but you would also like them to have one specific skill they're really good at, right? So that would be the, the vertical, okay. right? The yeah. horizontal would be that, the, the broadness of your, your mindset and your interest and your curiosity, right? And then you have to have this deep dive into a, a one specific skill that you're really good at. And I think that, that goes for any, any digital startup team. That's, that's what you're looking for. And, uh, and I think that's uh, another important part of, of building a digital startup. But in terms of, of, of building an organization, I think today we talk a lot about, you know, ownership and having people involved and um, helping make decisions. But I also feel like one of the things that you need to do when you're building a digital startup is that you need to move fast. Mm. Like speed is, is very important. How do you, how do you balance that? Uh, like both the involvement of people and making sure that they feel invested, but also being able to move really fast. Yeah. Yeah, but that's that's kind of a paradox, right? Yeah. I think uh, yeah. in, involving and and, ex and and having your no ex execution uh, at the same time, um, but but I think it's it's it also depends on the size of the team, right? Yeah. Uh, when you're just a small team, you know, gathering around a table, I think that's that's one mm. way of 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 making taking decisions yes. and and, yes, and moving on. Yeah. And then of course, when you are twenty, fifty, a hundred people, it's it's another kind of, of, of way of approaching it. Uh, but I, I always think it's important to, uh, I mean, in, involve in, in, the, in the different swim lanes, right? Yes. I, I think having head of functions is, is, of course, a way of, of doing this. And then give them max uh, you know, responsibility. Uh, give them P&L responsibility and, and make them, make them uh, own their, their, their swim lane, basically, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and making sure that, that that's, that's, they're the champion of that specific yeah. domain they have. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's one way of uh, having that that speed of execution because if you as a as a CEO, which I think is very common as a startup founder, you want to be in on everything. Yeah, it's it's also where you really have the the you could burn out pretty yeah. easily. I think, yeah. and that's a that's a fear most startup founders have because it is stressful life uh, for sure. Uh, so the more you can handle, I think yeah, the better. And I think that comes a little bit with maturity as well. Uh, yeah, so I was just about to say that could yeah. be like when were you where you started such one out yeah. like up till this point? No, for sure. I, yeah. I think it's uh, it's definitely a part of of building uh, be, be becoming more mature as a as a leader as a as a businessman woman or whatever. I mean, yeah. so that you know that it it, it doesn't hurt handing over responsibility. Uh, and I think you can see tremendous thing happening when you do that uh, because it's uh, people are kind of you know blossoming and, 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 and taking on that responsibility in a, in a fantastic way. I, I don't think I've ever been disappointed, actually. Uh, of course, there would be failures and, and uh, hoops and loops that you have to pass through and, and you have to have those discussions. But, but, but uh, at the end, I think having uh, you know, that responsibility makes people grow uh, much more than if you kind of try to contain them in this small box. And whenever they try to just take a peek out, mm. you slam them and, and put them back into the box, right? Yeah. Um, so that's why I think swim lanes is probably metaphorically the better way to, to kind of approach it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But also having employees in this uh, space of insecurity must also like require some kind of um, balancing or sheltering almost like in some, because, because it, it will go if you have a couple of years and you can see that the numbers, perhaps even though you expected perhaps the numbers to be red, mm, it must mm. still be very stressful and mm. uh, to have that as an employee, I also think is very new, you know, for mm. for people to be employed in a company like that. Mm. So mm. how do you manage that as a as a yeah yeah? No, I, I think 
Again, part of, of leadership is, is, of course, also trying to, to steer your way through uh, the chaos mm. and, 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 uh, and all the unknowns, of yeah. course. And I think because a startup life is, is, is probably 10x the speed of a traditional company, where yeah. it's more about operations and, and operation efficiency, right? Then everything is also kind of accelerated, yeah. uh, which also means that challenges are accelerated, <laughs> problems yeah. are accelerated, yeah. right? So yeah. they will evidently just you know, happen uh, yeah. more often. And, and that means that in, in, in terms of avoiding some kind of, of blinding, uh, blindfolding of, of all of this stuff going mm. on all the time, you as a leader has to shield your, your team uh, in, in, in some way, right? Yeah. And, and that doesn't mean that you have to, to just, I mean, keep them in the unknown, no, right? No, no, no. It, it's, no. But it's more about if they were exposed to all the shits going on all the time from <laughs> yeah. the bank, from... Uh, you know, a, 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 an investor that turns you down uh, yeah. for the hundredth time, or uh, you know, key employees that that didn't want to get hired anyway, and you mm. know, all that stuff. Of course, you have to kind of you know, surface it in the in the arc uh, at some point and so on. But you can you can definitely package it in a very different way, also rhetorically, yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, you can uh, you can scream and shout. Yeah. And and uh, someone probably does that, uh, and that's very counterintuitive and very yeah. pr- counterproductive because it kind of um, numbs the organization, I think, uh, out of fear of what's going on. And should I take on this because the the chief over there is actually very frustrated, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So I think it's it's uh, you have to you have to keep your hands calm and and uh, you have to keep this uh, in, in 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 the in the closet, so to speak. And that's also why I always. Encourage founders not to be solo founders. Yeah. I think I, I've never been solo founder of any of those things that I've built, and and now we are seven founders at Landfolk actually. Yeah. And I think because of this super stressful life yeah. uh, as a, as a startup founder, you, you have to be more than one. To yeah. be honest, I think yeah. it's 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 not mental uh, hygienic to be just one. No. Uh, and I I'm amazed and also super impressed with those that actually manage their way through as solo founders. Uh, but I've seen so many, really, really many solo founders burn out and, and uh, just lose everything. Uh, it's, it, I think it's too dangerous, basically. Yeah, yeah. But okay, now we're talking about insecurity and red numbers, but how do you, like, how do you make that um, look awesome for a, a former employer or an employee to be? You know, and also just to say about startups, I think we can say that you know it's not usually where you you cash in the biggest paychecks. Uh, so, so how do you attract the the right people? Yeah, as an employee, you think? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just yeah. mean like the like um, we're also talking a lot about purpose driven. Like you, you, that employees need to have yeah. a purpose. Is that the the trade that you give people? Perhaps also employees in startups that they actually perhaps feel they're part of like building something and have a mm. mission or just how do you make it, make it um, attractive? Yeah. Attractive. That was the word I was looking for. Yeah. But that's, um, that's a good question. And, and I think that's definitely also something that, that you have to kind of build into the, into your culture from the very beginning, of yeah. course. And I think, uh, having that, that, that kind of talent, uh, uh attraction and, and retention, aspect of your company mm. already from the very beginning is important yeah. um, i think of, in terms of you know the the whole you know the money aspect of things mm. you know you definitely don't get uh, a salary that's uh, market leading no. uh, I, i agree 
but that's also why I, I encourage all startups to build some kind of a warm program into their into their startup, uh, whether being options, RSUs, whatever. But but having some kind of upside because you do uh, miss out on 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 all you know salaries from other companies yeah. when you enter into a startup. So that's that's one part. I think that it just needs to be part of the package, right? But then, of course, I think you know. For for a programmer, for instance, having a very you know up to date tech stack to work with is yes. actually super interesting, right? Yeah. That you're actually able to to try your teeth on on something that's really interesting and and uh, up there in yeah. terms of, of of new tech, and and I know that from from my 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 team of developers, that's actually attractive as well, uh, yeah. and and a lot of programs actually choose that over salary, right? Mm. Uh, because it, it means a lot to them, uh, yeah. the profession they have and the, the, the proudness of, of, of what they do. Uh, and then, of course, I think, and that's probably also a cliche these, these days, but, but having a, a, a great culture at your company of, yeah. of uh, both involvement and engagement and, and, uh, and, and responsibility and so on is, is, is also something very interesting. And I think also, when 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 I, I talk with young younger people mm -hmm. looking into you know what what kind of career do they yeah. want to build, I think it you know we use the metaphor around career ladder, right? Yes. And I think that's that goes very much for traditional companies. It, yeah. it is a ladder, right? Yeah. So you get up to this this step, and then you perform well, yeah. and and then at some point someone sees you, and then you get to the next step on the ladder, right? Yeah. But I would rather say that in a startup, it's not a ladder; it's a, it's more than like a, a jun jungle gym. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so it's more yeah. like you're in this space, and then oh, well, there's a trapezio over there, and there's a ladder there, and there's a, a trampoline over here, mm. and and basically, you know, you get in there and say, okay, I want to jump on this trampoline, right? Yeah. And 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 the metaphor here, and again, is, is is basically all of these different you know features and are, are opportunities, right? Yeah. There, there's so plenty of opportunities in a startup, and 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 if you want to build a great career, I, I would always prioritize the opportunities. In, in, instead of a very, you know, kind of proven, you know, way of of, mm. of building your career ladder, yeah. uh, uh, walking up the ladder, right? So, so, so go for those, you know, companies where there are tons of opportunities, where you can build your own kind of, you know, career round, yeah. a, a certain uh, trade in that company, customer service, or you know, uh, outreach sales, or whatever you prefer, right? And, yeah. and try your teeth on that. That's just out of the question in in uh, in a public sector driven organization where everything is kind of you know there's no room for play there's no room for play no, and and no. and uh, there's no jungle gym so no. so look for that that's uh, what I always think. and try to build it into your company as well yeah. I think there's no jungle gym I'm gonna yeah. like there's gonna be a quote somewhere yeah. um, when we talked before I can hear that you're also talking about your uh, developers I know that's a big that's a, a very important thing to get your own developers that you say that you should not buy a solution from somebody else. Can you just, um, from the conversation we had before, but can you share that amazing wisdom with the, <laughs> with the viewers out there? I don't think that's, uh, yeah. No, because the, right it, now, you know, you can buy uh, three developers in Ukraine or, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's, I think this is probably one of the most kind of uh, vulnerable topics for, for a startup is basically where do you, you I mean, how do you build your product? And, yes. and uh, I think it's um, obviously that there are different experiences out there, and, yes. and, and, I, and I wouldn't be the judge of, of, of all of the different ways of, and approaches to all of this. But if you don't have a technical co-founder, I would 
I would say you're fucked. I mean, it's it's really really tough not having one. Yeah. Because as digital startup obviously is is digital, and and with digital comes technology, and with technology comes someone who knows about building that technology. Yes. So yeah. it's it's kind of just a, a very logical string of of thinking around how mm. to do this. So whenever people approach me with a great idea and a great pitch, and they say I'm going to pull in that and that agency because they want to put in sweat equity that amounts to a number, uh, one, one billion or mm. one million or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm always like, yeah, well, you know, not interested because oh. it, it's kind of like the, the, the DNA and the soul of your company, uh, that tech product you're building. And if you don't own every line of code and if you don't feel it every day that it kind of runs in your veins about this, this technology, then it's just, uh, you know, uh, out of out of reach and out of scope somehow, and 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 someone else owns it, doesn't work. So yeah. so I, I would never do it. I mean, of course you can have a technical co-founder, and then you can start building uh, some some team in, in, in Ukraine or Poland yeah. or Romania yeah. or India or whatever. Uh, we have we've invested in a startup. They have a great team in Egypt, for instance. Yeah. Uh, works works great to a certain degree, but only because they do have a technical co-founder, okay. right? Yeah. So, so someone who who owns the product so much that 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 he he sweats or dreams this this product uh, everything and and every every day, right? Uh, otherwise, it's uh, it, it's it's just out of out of focus and out of scope. So, where I I just got the signal from my awesome colleague that we don't have that much time left, but I just want to like dive into the motivation. Like, you just started a new chapter with the uh, landfolk. Like, how do you? motivate your team going forward on this journey you've just I, I know right now perhaps because it's just the beginning and everything is a rush but yeah yeah uh when you get six months from now and uh, everybody's selling their summer houses or whatever um how would like how are you motivating them um i think we we we, we help each other do that yeah. uh, so it's not just me motivating the team <laughs> but but i think uh, i could maybe also speak generic of what mm. i think works yeah. uh, i think goal setting works Yes, working towards a common goal and 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 achieving that goal yeah. is is super super motivating for everyone, right? Very measurable, like goal. Yeah, that yeah. would be. Uh, I mean, uh, that would be. Uh, uh, you want to ship your product or a feature mm. at this date, and yes. and then you want to. Uh, I mean, I I often say let's do an event around things, right? Mm. Yeah. Because doing an event is kind of so much out in the public that you 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 really have to deliver, right? Yes. So it's not a soft deadline; it's a no. super hard deadline. Yeah. And I believe in hard deadlines uh, yeah. because otherwise, I'm 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 so much a soft deadline person myself. So <laughs> I need hard deadlines. <laughs> and and when I put it out there and say, so this is the date, this is the time, then I'm also you know drawn into it. I yes. have to deliver, right? Yeah. So I think uh, of course we're different that way. So so having a common goal uh, and 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 trying to achieve that is 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 a very you know satisfying and then celebrate uh, celebrate it celebrate yeah. successes right uh, yeah. i think that's that's great as well as a, as motivation and uh, and then just having responsibility in itself is is kind of fulfilling for a lot of people i think uh, and and seeing that that role of, of responsibility kind of blossom that it works and and uh, of course point it out uh, do shout outs when when things work it doesn't have to be huge champagne celebrations oh. every time but but i think uh, that that kind of recognition uh, within the team uh, is extremely important as well, and you can do that every week. So yeah. it's not something you need to kind of <laughs> put away yeah. and then say, okay, every quarter we do it, <laughs> right? It's yeah. uh, uh, so I think that culture of, of uh, shout outs and and uh, re recognition is is uh, is also a very important part of, of things. Yeah. 
Awesome. Do we have a, um, we don't have any questions? No. Really? I am disappointed in you people. I will just talk a bit more about Christian so that you have like three more, five more minutes to ask some questions if there's anyone out there. Because I've actually given you some, home, some homework, Christian, um, in terms of if you just have to highlight three things that you like takeaways from this, if there's any yeah. digital founders out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I and I can notes. see that you've actually yeah, yeah. You've done your homework. That is awesome. Exactly. No, yeah. but it's, it's, uh, it's, it's of course, uh, it's a very uh, large commitment to be asked <laughs> to deliver three, three advice, <laughs> three pieces of advice. No, I, I think uh, when I thought about this, I think um, what, one of the, the first things I would, I would point out as, as an, an important feature or trait in, in, a, in a startup founder is, is, is determination. Yeah. And uh, I would actually say that to a very large degree, determination is more important than, uh, than intellect. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, uh, yes. It's actually uh, so important that, that you have a determination for your, for your team and for your product that I would, I would probably, you know, also as an mm. investor, choose that over uh, intelligence, yeah. uh, and and uh, and that's because it 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 you 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 have th there's so many unknowns yes. uh, on that journey, right? And and there are so many troubles, challenges that you would never think of uh, yeah. that that pops up all the time, and uh, and if and if you're not determined uh, to to solve it and and uh, get get through it, it it, it just doesn't work. No. Um, and and I think it's it's uh, of course you need optimism, right? Yeah. And and, uh, and 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 optimism is, is is a good thing, but it's also kind of like you know a, a kind of a nuclear reactor, right? That if you get too close to it, it, it fries you completely, yes. yeah. right? Yeah. Because optimism is also going to blindside you at, at a lot of time because you keep thinking around. Well, it's it's going to work out. Everything's good, and 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 also because that you're so dependent on other people. Yeah. As a startup founder, yeah. uh, it could be an investor, which yeah. is a very common thing, right? Mm. And 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 if you have one meeting with an investor and that's positive, and you think, okay, that's going to work out, <laughs> so now I, I'll yeah. get the money, we can move yeah. on, right? And then I just want to save you for that, you know, disappointment because there are so many of them. <laughs> so that's why if you get too close to that uh, nuclear reactor of optimism, then you really you're really getting fried, uh, and that's not, that's not good for you. For your mental well-being, it's not mm. good for your team either. So, so that's why you know that optimism needs really to be you know contained, and and you you can you can take a little of that energy once in a while. You probably need it, just so but, but 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 stay away from yeah. you know, too much of it. I think. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's definitely you know, that that's one part of it, and and I, I think also I need to point out that determination is is not the same as stubbornness. No? Because stubbornness okay. is, is, is uh, I think, uh, the flip side of determination, yeah. which is like uh, the, the stupid version of determination, yeah. you could say, where you just keep going at something, right? Yeah. And say, it's going to work, it's going to yeah. work, it's going to work. And then when it's too late to pivot, mm. then you're out of money. Yeah. Um, so I think stubbornness is, is not, it's not a good thing. No. Uh, it's, it's determination, but, but uh, you know, with a flexible mindset. Yes. Yeah. So that's, that's the first thing I would point out. Um, the second thing I, I wrote here on my, my piece of paper is, uh, is, is definitely also that um, I, I think you need, uh, you need to, be, uh, to be nice <laughs> and, yeah. and uh, be nice and have fun. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, it's super important that, um, that, that you meet people you know, all the time, uh, and uh, both on the way up and on the way down, right? Mm. And, and, 
And if you if you if you treat people with uh, with, with respect all the time, then it's, it's going to get back to you, right? Yeah. I, I think I believe very much in the gift economy, that uh, whatever you you know you give and pay forward, it, it comes back at some point. And and that's I mean that's one of apart from money, I think that's also what you're kind of the fuel you're running on as a startup founder uh, is, 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 you know, favors and, and gifts from, from other yeah. people, right? Yeah. And, and if, you're not, if you're not playing nice, it, it's just such a small scene, the startup scene. And uh, yeah. But I also feel like when we're talking to students, that is part of the attraction by working with a yeah. startup is that, uh, that we can actually say that working is fun. Yeah. Not to like ditch any corporations, big corporations out there, but that is not yeah. usually, you know, that is not what you believe in when no. when when you join them. So uh, no. so the whole yeah. the whole gym <clears throat> aspect, a place to play, I think that is uh, yeah yeah that is a very big uh, yeah. asset and makes it attractive. I, I, I think it's. I mean, you could say again, it's really common common sense, but but I think being a startup founder also kind of gives you this. Uh, I think with t- determination, you have the. You have the flip side of, of determination again would be being an asshole, right? Yes. <laughs> because you're kind of like you know uh, elbowing your way through uh, life and and basically saying so this is my goal and mm-hmm. I'm going to get there whatever because. whatever it takes, right? Yeah. And I think that's uh, that that's that's really dangerous. Not having the, the more contextual approach as well and say okay, but I'm still part of of the society and I'm still part of of this scene or this domain or whatever, right? So. Yeah. And I, I think uh, you need to to be reminded of that if you forget it. Um, yeah. So that would be the, the second part. And then I think the third uh, advice is basically, I think, uh, probably taken from a, a Steve Jobs quote somewhere. Uh, <laughs> what isn't, uh, I would say. But stay curious. Um, I think curiosity is such a, an important, um, I mean, motivational force for me at least. And, yeah. and uh, what I hope would make me stay uh, in the in the game and and get old as well. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, that you keep observing, uh, you know, uh, exploring uh, and 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 asking questions, you know, and trying to understand new technologies and so on. Because I think when you're curious, I think it's both something that builds empathy, right? Yeah. Because yeah. if you're not curious, I I couldn't give a fuck about you, right? Yeah. Then I wouldn't ask you anything. I wouldn't. I mean, who are you? I don't care, right? Yeah. So that doesn't build empathy, right? No. And if you're not curious on ideas, you're not able to build anything innovative, right? No. I mean, you have to be curious around it, both ideas and humans. Yeah. And, and in that way, curiosity is kind of like maybe one of the most important parts of, of human life, I think. Yeah. Uh, and, and of course, as well as a, as a startup founder. So, so uh, I think that's, you know, uh, be determined uh, and, and, uh, and, and not too optimistic. Mm-hmm. Don't get your hopes too mm-hmm. high. Uh, and and uh, be nice, have fun, uh, and stay curious would probably be the, the, the three advice I would give. Oh, that is awesome. Uh, do we have some questions out there? Yes, uh, we have two. Uh, the first is Lasse is uh, asking, can you talk about the creation of Landfolk and the most vital aspects in the beginning? The most what? vital. Vital, yeah. yeah. I'm just going to uh, say the question so that we make sure that everybody out, out there gets it. Um, Lasse? ask you to talk a bit about uh, building Landfolk and the most vital aspects uh, on that journey. Well, we just launched, to be honest. <laughs> so it's, it's um, February, yeah, like ago, February right? 1st, yeah. uh, we launched. So so it's um, it's very much an MVP that we built. Uh, and and uh, I think you can tell, tell when you when you see it. And, and uh, we, pref- you know, we preferred this time around just to, to, to ship 
the product. Yeah. Uh, Last time around, we spent six months at least building and, and spent a lot of money building a much more accomplished product uh, before we shipped it. And uh, and then it just came out and nothing happened. Uh, <laughs> so I would say I think it took at least a, a month or so before we got the first booking. Um, and, and so this time around, we said, okay, we believe that we have a product market fit, you know, from the very beginning because this market of, of you know, summer houses right now yes. during Corona and so on yeah. is, is extremely, uh, you know, hot. And, uh, and that, that's why we just said, let's just get it out there yeah. and see if our mm-hmm. hypothesis proved. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and that's why we you know, just said, okay, let's build a brand mm-hmm. and let's build the, the, the UX and the UI, right? Yeah. And let's make it look good on the front uh, page. <laughs> and, and, uh, and then everything else is basically you know, built on duct tape and chewing mm-hmm. gum on the backside. <laughs> uh, and that's, uh, that's where we are right now. Uh, so I'm just completely transparent around this. And, and, and I think, again, that's what you got to do, right? I yeah. think it's much, much better. Just get out there, make some money, and, yeah. right? Start, start uh, doing, doing some, some profitable stuff uh, or at least figure out if, if there's at least some aspect of product market fit. Yes. Maybe it's not like it just gets, you know... Cash flow. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no positive yeah. cash flow from day one. That's not what I'm saying, but I think it's important to just get out there with something and, and, and try it out. And, and that's what we did this time. Um, so, and then, obviously... We are a bit, a bit more mature uh, this time mm. around as a team. Uh, we've we've built a marketplace before, and we've worked at the biggest marketplace in the world. Mm. So I I, I I I like to think that we know what we're doing, and I think the good thing us also is that we have a roadmap, and we haven't even discussed that roadmap in detail no. because we we kind of just know where we're gonna go, and and then the team is building it and uh, then we can focus on, on other stuff uh, and, and that's a super satisfying experience. Um, yeah, so that's, uh, awesome. that's where we are right now. Thank you, Lesson. And the other question. Yes, uh, Jen would like your opinion towards onboarding a remote technical co-founder. So uh, we have a question from Jen who is asking about how you can onboard and uh, technical support uh, co-founder. Sorry. Opinion towards onboarding a remote technical co-founder. A remote, a remote technical co-founder. Yeah. Yeah. To a certain degree, we're actually doing that right now. Uh, Jonas, uh, our uh, one of our, our technical co-founders now, is actually working remote outside of Aarhus. Uh, so again, <laughs> it's not it's not Romania, but. No. Uh, but I mean, whether it's Romania outside or yes, if you don't see people yeah, uh, on, no. an, on, on a day-to-day basis, I think it's it, it doesn't matter, right? Uh, I think there's a difference between do you know that person or, 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 or is that person just completely unknown to you? Um, but let's just say you know that person to a certain degree, yeah. right? And I think you have to. Uh, otherwise, being a, you know co-founders together is is, uh, is is very inefficient, I think. Yeah. Uh, and when you know people and you have trust in them, I think it's not a problem at all. Mm. I think then it's, it's just a matter of the, the tools and the, and the tech you use, yeah. and uh, whether it being Slack and Zoom and a combination of, of uh, you know, Google tools or GitHub or whatever you do, mm. I think it, it, it works out. Um, there's no doubt that the cultural aspect of building something together mm. uh, loses a bit when people are only remote all the time. I think you have to figure out, do we uh, do... Um, you know, every other week we do an offsite, or every other month, or you know, four times a year we do an offsite. Uh, we spend some time in a, in a summer house uh, booked on Landfolk, uh, <laughs> and uh, and then we uh, we build the product uh, yeah. and and get together and and, and feel each other. Yeah. Because you, you still need to somehow be at eye level and yeah. 
my experience, and I've been working remote even before Corona at Airbnb, my whole team was dispersed all over Europe. So yeah. I, we've all been working remote, but we also gathered to offsites quite a lot, actually. Okay. I do think that if you do the remote thing, you have to do offsites uh, ever so often. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, it kind of crumbles from beneath. And maybe you don't see it crumbles. No. Maybe you don't see people are, are demotivated before no. it's too late. So you have to catch that, and you can only do that physical. That's my opinion, at least. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Good luck, Jan. Uh, <clears throat> was that uh, any, any other questions? No. Well, thank you, everybody, for uh, tuning in, and thank you very much, uh, Christian, for uh, for joining us uh, today once again. Hi again. Thank you for tuning in to the Kitchen Startup Podcast, the podcast that inspires you to build the startup of your dreams. Remember, if you like this podcast, please give us a good rating. And if you feel like watching one of our sessions live, it's not that hard. All you have to do is find the Kitchen AU on Facebook and sign up for our events. Until next time, people. See ya.